Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. Hey everybody, Chad Madden here with the Grow Your Practice podcast. And today I want to answer a pretty common question that has been coming up recently, especially in the last couple of years, as more and more practice owners start diving into direct-to-consumer marketing. And the question uh, typically goes something like this. I, I want to do this marketing initiative, but our profit is only at $14 a visit. How can I possibly afford to do anything? meaning any marketing initiative. I understand the question. Uh, I've been through this myself. And really what I've learned from talking with hundreds of owners is there are really two ways to think about this. I'm gonna show you one way, which I call the growth prevention way. And then uh, a second way to look at it, which is significantly more rare, but is more powerful in growing and scaling a business. And frankly, that second way is any business that you've ever known that has grown and scaled and left a, a larger impact in the world, a larger influence, they've always carried that second mindset. So let's take a look at this. Typical owner math, when we're talking about uh, the, the owner that, the type of owner that is asking that question, by the way, it's a very common question. This wasn't pointed at anybody. I actually, the $14 comes from a national average here within the trailing 12 months of uh, the average margin uh, per visit for uh, a visit of physical therapy. So the typical owner math is they'll say, okay, I have $14 a visit in profit. I'm going to carry that over. I average 12 visits per plan of care. Therefore, 14 times 12 is $168 in profit per plan of care. Makes sense, right? So how much is that owner willing to spend for a plan of care? In this case, with this math, the typical answer is $168, right? Because any time that the owner spends more than $168, they're basically eating into their own profit, or so it would seem, at least with this quick estimate, the quick estimated math, right? Um, and you know, anything more than that, again, it would be a loss. It would. Why would we do something that takes away our profitability? And uh, th this is false math. And especially for owners that are more established and they're, uh, they, you know, they already have some physician referrals coming in, they already have past patients that are returning for additional care, and they're looking to dive into uh, cold traffic, cold, the cold market, marketing direct to the consumer. You know, for, for cold traffic, if, if their expectation is uh, to spend $168 or less per new patient, at least in the very beginning, um, that is that can be nearly impossible um, to start out. Just have that expectation. And if you recall in the past uh, on webinars and, and summits, I've talked about this Jim Collins concept of uh, firing bullets than cannonballs. So when we're marketing, right, in the very beginning, when we first open up, we have to figure out a way to attract new patients into our practice. And many of us, you know, wallow away for years with a, a, an unfilled schedule or an unrealized potential in terms of the people that we're helping in our area. And eventually we, you know, we stumble on something that works. Maybe it's a workshop, maybe it's, uh, you know, an advertisement offering free screens or 
whatever that may be, maybe it's a physician that appreciates us for the high quality of care that we're delivering and they start referring to us, right? And it, typically in the beginning, for most of us, it's a low, uh, we're not investing a lot in marketing. I can remember when I first opened up my expectation, my marketing allotment per month was $500, right? Not enough to, to generate five new patients a week, $500 a month in marketing for roughly uh, 20 to 25 new patients per month. Kind of not a realistic goal, right? So anyhow, over time, we develop some cannonballs, things that work well, systems that work well for either physician marketing or past patient reactivation, like patient newsletters or email campaigns to our past patient list. And then finally, most of us were looking to diversify our new patient and referral sources, and we get into cold traffic. And we have the same expectation for an immediate ROI from marketing to cold traffic, people who don't know, like, and trust us yet, as we do for physician marketing, physician referrals, and then also past patient reactivation. And that is just unrealistic. Uh, and again, at least for most of us, sure, there are outlier situations, and I'm sure somebody's going to send me an email that, you know, they can generate cold traffic, new patients reliably, month after month for uh, well under $100. But I, I don't think that's realistic for the industry across the board. So is there a different way to approach this, look at it, in terms of that facilitates practice growth. Because if we're looking at it this way, um, where it, it's a dollar per visit in profit margin, and we believe that's scalable, we, we might be leaving opportunity and money on the table and preventing ourselves from ever taking action. So let's take a look at advanced owner math. Again, this is not typical. And I really got this from talking with owners that were either in hyper growth phase, that means they were growing more than 20% a year, or they've been around for a while, they're well-established, they're multi-locations, and by that I mean 20 plus locations, and they, they just tend to look at the math in a different way. Um, and so if we would just add in that previous example, you know, one additional plan of care in that last example per month, in that month, how much more profit would the practice realize? Well, the typical owner math is one more plan of care equals $168 in additional profit. So one times 168 equals $168. However, this is where the false thinking occurs. This is where the mental error, this is where the business error, the calculation, the fallacy occurs. And expenses likely would not scale in proportion. You know, the payroll, space, et cetera, they're already paid for. The costs do not scale. However, there was unrealized income from those expenses, right? The therapist could have easily seen another plan of care last month. They weren't at their max capacity. We don't necessarily have to reimburse them more or compensate them more to see that additional visit. We don't have to you know, make a, a, a proration of the receptionist's uh, compensation. We don't have to pay more for the space or anything like that, right? There was some, it's called arbitrage. It's an ability to make more profit because the space and personnel were underutilized. So some owners realized that the additional plan of care, and in this case, let's say it's 12 visits for $90 or $1,080 in additional revenue, it, that that $1,080 is 100% margin. 
So if the plan of care is 1100 in revenue or 1080 in revenue, because the expenses were already paid, the practice would add that $1,080 in profit margin. The profit per visit would increase significantly. And I've prepared an example for you. But my question to you is, how much should this owner be willing to spend on that extra plan of care? They're going to get an additional $1,080 or $1,100 in additional revenue. So an example, let's take a look at uh, this in practice. An owner wants to invest, let's call it $4,000 per month in a marketing initiative. Maybe they want to put, you know, hire an athletic trainer and fully compensate them with benefits and, uh, you know, as an employee and everything else, and that's going to cost them $4,000 a month. Or maybe they want to do a series of television commercials. You get the idea. It doesn't matter what the initiative is, uh, but they want to start testing direct to the consumer or they want to uh, somehow get in front of the consumer directly. So the assumptions here, we're gonna do 12 visits per plan of care. It's just easy math, $90 per visit. I believe that's about the national average. Today might even be a little bit under. We're gonna say, it, at least in the beginning, our assumption is 55% of gross revenue to employment costs. Uh, rent stays the same, right? And 10% of the gross revenue, we're gonna reinvest back into marketing the practice. So here in our example, this is what this looks like. So today, and I know if you're listening to this, uh, you're, you're unable to see this. Uh, if you're watching the video, great. It'll be easy to follow along. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, you're going to have to follow through with me here. So today, in today's numbers, in our assumption, I have in one month, uh, we have 83 new patients coming through times 12, that's about a thousand visits per month. So this is a thousand visit per month practice. Times 90, the gross income for the practice is about $90,000 per month. This is a million dollar practice per year, right? Um, so the payroll takes 55% of that. So this is pay all staff, pay the owner, uh, total benefits, health, simple IRA matching, et cetera. It's $49,500. The marketing expense is $9,000 a month or roughly 10% of the gross income. Um, again, the billing, I had this in at 5%. Maybe they do in-house billing. Maybe they have a billing company. I went with 5%, it's $4,500 um, a month. Space and rent, so utilities, how much does the space cost uh, per month is $6,000. Con Ed, I had a thousand office expense, eighteen hundred clinic expense, eighteen hundred miscellaneous, twenty five hundred total expenses is seventy six thousand one hundred dollars. Our income, gross income, ninety thousand dollars minus the seventy six thousand gets us to a profit margin of about thirteen thousand nine hundred dollars. That equals a profit per visit of thirteen dollars and ninety cents. Right, very similar. It was as close as I could get quickly to our uh, $14 a visit, right? So we have $13.90 in profit per visit. Now, let's say we did a that $4,000 marketing initiative and we, we're looking at the capacity, we're projecting forward. The, the exercise of a financial projection like this is called a pro forma. Um, and again, it's a more advanced, it's not typical. I don't see a lot of owners doing this until we get into the, 10, 20, 100, 200, 500 practice type modeling where they're, they're thinking more advanced with regards to 
growing and scaling their, their practice. So in this case, we say, okay, so what can we generate from this additional $4,000 in marketing for everything to line up? We need to generate an extra $40,000 in revenue. So in this case, that would be 108 new patients or 1,300 visits. The income there again is $130,000. We scale up the expenses accordingly. Payroll, I added uh, essentially, uh, looks like a PT, a PTA, and a half full-time, or a, uh, a part-time front desk person for another 15,000 a month. So that would be $65,000 in payroll. Marketing goes up to $13,000. Billing scales up accordingly to $6,500 per month. Space rent stays the same. Con Ed, we bump up to $1,200 a month. Office expense, clinic expense, miscellaneous. Do small bumps there. Total expenses there, $98,200. Profit margin now in that same space with the additional clinicians um, and the additional quick math is 25 new patients in addition coming in each month or 300 visits in addition each month. So a 30% increase in visits. Our profit margin now goes up to $31,800. So we went from roughly 14,000 to 32,000. That results in a profit per visit increase to $24.46 per visit, right? How, how did we, that, you know, that math cannot possibly be right. By the way, um, I have had this discussion many times. It's been recorded. This is not new. Um, this isn't even, this argument or the dichotomy of how to look at this isn't even exclusive to physical therapy. This exists in other businesses as well. Um, it ex I've seen it happen in software. I've seen it happen in uh, auto retailing and um, what was the uh, uh, detailing, automotive repair. I've seen it happen in um, pizza delivery, just about anything that you can imagine in terms of service-based businesses or uh, production-based businesses, Th this dichotomy, this the two sides of the coin and how to look at this um, exist. Here's what I can tell you. The owners that I know that are scaling their businesses and getting more profitable over time, you know, just inch by inch, month after month, doing that 20-mile march, this is how they look at it. The owners that, that stay the same, they look at it the other way. And I, I recall not long ago, I was sitting down with a physician. We both opened our practice within two or three months of each other. And she said to me, you know, you're growing and scaling. And, you know, now we're, as of today, we're 18 years into this journey. Um, but, and this was a few years ago, but she said, you know, we opened at the same time. I don't understand how you, you're growing and scaling. And uh, her, her husband is an amazing business person as well. And, you know, I was kind of helping them look at their business and they, her, her issue is that she would not market her practice because she considered it unethical. And then when we really got down to it is she had been burnt a few times in marketing initiatives, you know, firing the bullets and just never hit the mark and therefore never developed cannonballs as she went along, you know, reliable marketing systems that are going to help generate uh, new patients. So the other column that I have here is, uh, and I called it fail because many owners, let's say 90% of owners, uh, and again, not exclusive to PT and, and all private practice, 
um, in all service-based businesses would consider this a fail, at least mentally when they're estimating at first. And they say, okay, well, I don't, I can't see myself, you know, generating 25 new patients in the beginning, but what if we just had seven, right? Seven new patients from this initiative. We put that trainer in the school um, and, you know, they're talking with athletes every day, or, you know, we're on television and we're asking people to come in, you know, to our lecture series or our workshops or, you know, whatever the call to action may be. I, I think it's kind of arbitrary for the sake of this, but, but I, I can't see 25 new patients coming out of this each month, but what if we had seven? So what does that math look like? So we have seven additional new patients each month. We're up to 90 new patients or 1,080 visits per month. That income is $97,200. Payroll there, it's gonna be the same. We're just adding seven, um, seven plans of care per month. And I'm assuming we, ha we already have four or five full-time clinicians some combination of PT and PTA. In this case, marketing, we do have that extra additional $4,000 expense. Our billing goes up a couple hundred bucks just because we have more income coming through. Um, space and rent stay the same. Con Ed, office expense, clinic expense, miscellaneous, kept that the same for the sake of everything here. Total expenses now are $80,660 a month. So we went up uh, roughly $4,500, $4,600 from today. What, you know, what, this, what this looks like today is a $90,000 per month practice. Our profit margin surprisingly goes up, even though we have that $4,000 a month initiative in. So we go to $16,540. Even though we scaled our billing expenses, even though we scaled our marketing expenses, and you know, rather than fail, I think what most owners look at that are growing and scaling is they look at this as a step towards that future column. You know, maybe we can't get 25 new patients in the first month, but can we be there six months from now, 12 months from now? That seems realistic, right? So in this case, we went from 83 new patients a month today. We want to get to 108, but maybe that takes us a year to do. And you know, in, in that first month or two, maybe we only get to 90 new patients per month, but nonetheless, we can still support it because we're more profitable in the future. And even our profit per visit went up, in this case, $1.41 per visit. So big takeaways here. The cost to provide a visit does not scale proportionately as we grow and scale our business. We have fixed cost, fixed expenses. You heard Bob Kowalik talk about that on the, this podcast already. We also have variable expenses, things like billing or, uh, you know, our marketing expense should scale with us at, at, as we grow as well. So some things scale proportionally, directly proportional, other costs, other expenses do not. Beyond the break-even point, once we break even, if space and staff are underutilized, the revenue from additional plans of care and new patients can be near 100% margin nearly all of that is, is profit and margin. And that is a big deal. That is the game we're playing. Now, I know not everybody, every practice owner is worried about keeping their doors open, but many of us are, right? And the difference uh, between keeping our doors open or not frequently is this little bit of arbitrage, this little bit of financial opportunity that if we just had a handful of plan handful of additional plans of care coming in each month, 
we would be not only 10% profitable, but potentially 20, 25% profitable or more, like I, I shared in the example there. And this is the, the take-home point. So some owners who recognize this are willing to spend nearly the full cost of that plan of care, at least initially, $1,080 in this case, to procure that patient. Now, uh, personal anecdotal story, um, and I've seen this happen with other owners. And so my first three years in private practice, we did not grow much. Um, I had a lot to learn. I got knocked around quite a bit. And the original business plan was 50 visits. I think it was 48 visits a week. And uh, within six months, we were up to, uh, had doubled that. I think we were up to 108, 110 visits a week. I stayed there pretty much for the next three years. After that, once I got into marketing direct to the consumer, or what we call direct access marketing for, for physical therapists, um, and we started doing that, and I not only did that, but also solidified our physician referrals. And I also, uh, at that time, within our group, we were very good at reactivating past patients. So physicians taken care of, past patients taken care of, and we started dabbling in the beginning, toe in the water with direct to consumer marketing. From that point, and this is roughly 2006 to 2009, in 30 consecutive months, we grew um, 600%, right? So that's, that would be, if you're at 100 visits a day, 30 months from now, you would be at, I'm sorry, 100 visits per week today, that you would be 600 visits per week, 30 months from now, right? So that kind of growth is possible. And the thing that I would do is I would be willing to go through that fail column and I would not consider it a failure. Uh, but what I learned to do over time with our team is, okay, we're going to fire a bullet here and we're going to see if we hit the target. And then once we hit the target, we're going to put more and more gunpowder aimed at the target um, and put a system in place. So that just keeps firing away. Okay. Now we're going to try another, you know, uh, another bullet from a different angle or a different gun or whatever analogy you want to use, right? And we're going to keep firing, firing, firing until we hit a target. And then we're going to put more gunpowder there, more gunpowder there, more gunpowder there, and uh, get up to that, you know, that tomorrow column where we're seeing th those additional 15, 20, 25 new patients a month from that system um, as we go along. So I, I would always kind of cheat ahead a little bit um, and it served us, uh, served us really well grew and scaled to a point where um, we were significantly uh, more profitable, then ran into some other problems, which is pretty typical as, you know, in the beginning, first hires and everything else. We can talk about that on, on another episode here. But uh, I, again, the big takeaway is that some owners that look at it, that believe that the, the cost scale per visit and per plan of care, they're only willing to um, invest what the margin is today, right? For those owners, that, that's just let them be. Other owners are realizing, hey, by the way, this is nearly 100% margin. And what that is for the owner that adopts the latter perspective, um, he or she who are willing to spend the most to procure the new patient, they win. And that is a, again, that's a universal business rule that is not um, exclusive to physical therapy, 
but that's that's how it works. In order for you to have a direct and build a direct to consumer marketing system long term, and have uh, your practice with that type of foundation and that part that type of marketing strategy, you're going to have to uh, start thinking like that to grow and scale. Anyhow, I uh, hope this answers your question. Hopefully you got some realizations out of this. I know uh, it's radically different in terms of thought and concept uh, for many practice owners. Uh, and, but I, I hope this helps you in your, your private practice journey and that you have some cognitions and some realizations that helps you grow and scale and impact more people. Thanks for listening. Talk next time.